Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast, Temple Archives Books, Alphabet Squadron, Shadowfall. A little bit of a mouthful, but you know, that's how we do. My name is Noma, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dan. Yo, how you been? And not too bad. And Ed. What's going on? Eh, not too much. Just awake and alive. So before we jump into this review, Ed, do you mind telling us what this podcast is about? Yeah, on Temple Archives, we go over Star Wars canon. That could be anything from books, movies, TV shows. But if it's in media, we talk about it. And we do a quick summary of the story for you. We go into a bit of a discussion, a spoilery discussion, on the contents of the book. We discuss how it relates to either canon material, other canon material, Legends material, and then try to figure out where it fits in the timeline if it doesn't state it explicitly. Like, oh, in, you know, before the rise of the Empire or anything like that. But it's it's a lot to take in, but it does give you the information you need if you are thinking of picking up this series, for example, Alphabet Squadron. But if you want to know more and you want to see more of the things that we've done, uh, Dan, you can tell them how they can contact us or find that information. Yeah, you can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com uh, where we have all of our episode posts that we put up there. Uh, you see episode images. Um, they're not available on all pl- podcast platforms. So if you're not using Spotify, Amazon Music, and I think that's it, maybe Google Google Music or Google Podcast, whatever it's called, um, you'll see the episode art there. But if you can't, then head over to our website and you can let us know what you think on that by putting a comment on our posts. You can go to our store there and get a t-shirt to support the podcast. You can email us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Again, that's voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at voiceforcepod. And if you retweet and repost our new episode tweets there or share them on your stories or what is the Twitter one? Fleets. If you share them on your fleets, (laughs) on tweets, um, you can uh, let us know what you think and share the podcast to let us grow our listener base and have more feedback come in. That'd be greatly appreciated. And you can also listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Remember, reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility. That means people can find the podcast a lot easier, and they can understand what you enjoyed about the podcast or didn't. And uh, if you hit subscribe on certain podcatchers or follow on others, you can get the latest episode as soon as it releases. Uh, Usually we try and set it to release late in the evening or early in the morning. So if you head out to work, if you're one of those people that are heading out still uh, to work, then it will be downloaded on your phone before you do that and you'll be good to go. And remember, listen to the outro of this podcast to find out what we will be covering in the next episode of Temple Archives. Hmm, I wonder if it'll be the third book in the trilogy. I'm pretty sure we're <laughs> jumping into Legends after this. <laughs> oh, God, I wish. Please uh, give me more. <laughs> Please give me hard contact and triple zero. Just... Let's go Rogue Squadron. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'd be down for that, too. Get yeah. in. But with that being said, let's jump into the second Alphabet Squadron novel. So uh, Shadowfall's cover has, uh, it's a little bit, Different than the last one, mostly because we get TIE Fighters in this one. And uh, another view of Alphabet Squadron with Chaz Nachatic on the front instead of Erica, which is kind of nice. I keep forgetting her species name. It's like Felid or something. Uh, I keep forgetting. Every time I hear them, I, I think Cat Person. So it's nice to see them on the front and actually realize, oh, this is what they actually look like. 
But uh, yeah, we got white and blue tones this time, so it's a little bit, it looks a little bit more calm than this book, which is, or than Alphabet Squadron, which is ironic because this book is a lot less calm. And uh, yeah, overall, it's a, it's a very nice cover that continues in the theme of the last book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have anything to add there, but yeah, I like it. It looks pretty good. I did a little bit of research for Jeff Langevin, the guy who like makes the cover for this. And his his cover art usually is pretty minimalistic with bright colors and like dull colors to have that contrast high contrast. Um, I hmm. think I think he just does a really good job at showing detail with minimalistic art. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the X wing, the B wing, and Chas and the Tie Fighters, you get like it is highly detailed with the most minimalistic. I've seen like I don't even know how to describe yeah, he's, that he's using he's using light in a very very effective way which mm-hmm. is really cool right on everything outside of Chaz's face basically but that's also just because it's a face like you look at the b-wing and the x-wing and those shadows are perfectly positioned to just show all the the little details of things that we're used to seeing like the b-wings ribbing and you know the thruster details on the x-wing and stuff like that and Chaz's flight uniform so, yeah, no, you're right. It is a very good use of uh, light and shadow, which is something I didn't really notice till you pointed it out. But, yeah, so the author for this book is, once again, Alexander Freed. The cover artists are Jeff Langevin and Scott Beale. And the narrator for this book is Carol Monda. And I apologize if I butchered any of their names. Now let's jump into our slightly short synopsis. Welcome to the Nadiri Dockyards. I'd give you a tour, but the Empire knows we're up to something now. They'll be looking for us, which means we have work to do. Erika Quell and the other members of Alphabet Squadron concoct a daring plan over the planet of Troyth, lay a trap to destroy the 204th. However, they are unaware that Shadow Wing is now commanded by Erika's mentor, Soren Keys, and now mentor and student will duel for the fate of both squadrons. All right, so real short and sweet synopsis there. And uh, yeah, overall thoughts on this book, I guess our spoiler-free discussion. Uh, Dan, what did you think of Shadowfall? Um, Overall, I think it was a lot easier to get through because of the development of the characters we already knew and that there wasn't a lot of new... There was new characters in it, but they weren't like front and center all the time and they weren't you know diving into their backstory for no reason and then killing them off and it was easy enough to follow because you're in one system near the entire time um you know apart from imperial stuff Mm. and it it just it's a lot easier to follow i could picture the system in my head i could picture you know the um ground assault and like what's happening on the the moon and um like all the starfighter battles and stuff like that and it was just you could keep track of everything in your mind a lot easier i thought in this book the character development was great for the characters that we did uh we already know which is fantastic and it was easier to get through but that's about it like it was i would say more enjoyable than the last one it was i wasn't having a point where i was you know having trouble getting through the book at all but yeah it was good Hmm. nice nice how about you ed um I'm still working through, but from what I have read so far, complete shifts from my feels on book one. It is, mm-hmm. it's good so far, and it's engaging to the point where once you start listening to it, you find a difficult reason to put it down. There are some clear stopping points, for sure, where you're just like, okay, this is a complete shift. If I need to take a break, I can take one now. 
but it's not too long of a break because you want to go right back in because characters develop a little bit more or have more their struggles explained a bit more certain characters just really start opening up and it's good to see mm-hmm. so that is what i'm expecting more of as should that shift well that's great storytelling but if not then it's still getting at a good pace where like i'm invested in the series now whereas if you left it at book one i probably would have just been like okay that was something i'm not going to look forward to the series is going to be like that so this is a really the world building was done in book one and this is really book two is doing a really good job of really fleshing out the characters now makes sense and uh yeah i think i've got the not even really i guess controversial but the most kind of uh different opinion from you guys because i still can't tell if i like this book or not there's a lot of things in this book and i think it's a it's a hallmark of uh freed's own writing Mm -hmm. which is why i don't actually like i'm i i don't hate some of the things in this book as much as i i think i normally would because there's a lot of things that happen with characters in this book that i don't i either don't agree with or i don't understand or i yeah i don't agree with i guess but i can understand why they're doing them okay which is why i'm still you know not really on those characters sides anymore but i can definitely understand where they're coming from i can think of i think i know who you're talking about yeah when we get into the spoiler part i'll make my guesses and you can confirm or deny them all you want sure sure but uh, yeah, because there's three characters where actually three or four, I think, where I was just like, oh, man, I, you're everything that's happening right now is just I don't I don't understand why you're doing it or I don't understand why you have these feelings. But at the same time, I kind of do. So overall, yeah, some of the things that you guys were saying where it's a lot easier to follow this book. Definitely. There's, a, you know, I, I know which characters I'm supposed to be paying attention to. I'm like the beginning of the last book where it's just like a you've introduced so many characters to me and I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, and uh, the other thing is that the space battle in this book, because, you know, the space battle in the last book was what I really liked. Those were really, really well done, I thought. And the space battle in this book is really interesting, but it's not quite as action-y to me. It's it's a lot more straightforward, which was a little bit disappointing because it wasn't quite as tense, but the way that they do it, it's a lot more of a mind game, which I thought was interesting. I think it lends itself to like the plot of like what's happening with both sides, like the amount think, of yeah, stuff yeah. they have to work with, kind of thing. I think that's a good point though, because it not so much plot, but everybody remembers like Alphabet Squadron was made to be an intelligence group, mm-hmm. right? They're not they they're working with Sindula's fleet, but they're still their own intelligence operation. So yeah. I can see them taking a starfighter, like like okay, we got to launch all squads and go. They're just like okay, no, what do we need out of this thing? Do we need to mm-hmm. go blow up everything? Or are we just trying to lure them to something? Or how are we going to play this out? So that sounds like something interesting, but it, it's not out of the wheelhouse of what I expect them to do. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, overall, so this is the part where I'm, I'm, I think our opinions will differ a little bit because overall, uh, recommending this book to people, I I mean, I definitely would recommend, if you know, if you like Shadow Squadron book one, or Shadow Squadron, Alphabet Squadron book one, uh, you know, I definitely recommend picking up book two, but I, yeah, I'm a little bit torn on whether or not, or not I'd fully recommend it. I think it is still a good book, but I think it would be best to recommend it after we've read book three. Yeah, that's fair. To see if it's, if it's a worthwhile read in total. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's that's actually that's a perfect point because a lot of my hesitation hinges on what's going to happen in book three. Right. In Victory's Price. Mm -hmm. This is one of those series where if you're a fan and you're looking for something to read, go ahead. You'll find something. Mm -hmm. You may find something. It might be one of the slower ones you get through, but you'll get through it because it's still Star Wars and it's still interesting stuff and there's characters you recognize. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you're the casual kind of, okay, yeah, I want to get into it, I would not start with this series at all. I would find it. Oh, I can mention this coming up in the news that's coming up, but there's actually a 50th anniversary Lucasfilm thing they're doing where Mm. they're taking Path of Destruction, uh, Heir to the Empire, and one more series... And they're like oh, redesigning the covers. Shatterpoint for Windu, yeah. And they're oh, re-releasing. Okay. okay. They're still okay. legends, but they want to do them, I guess, honor. Yeah, they're they're making <laughs> them a bigger format, I, and they're making yeah. them like super nice. And oh my god. Yeah, and I'm salty about it, but that's yeah. a whole other discussion. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, stop being cowards <laughs> and just make them canon again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So. I think that about wraps up our non-spoiler section. So from here on out, we'll be diving into full spoilers. So if you haven't read Shadowfall and you want to hear it on your own time, this is where you want to stop because from here on out, we'll definitely be going into everything that happens in the book with uh, no holds barred. Hi, Ed. That's okay. But yeah, so Anakin, here's your spoiler warning. And for everybody else, yeah, spoilers ahead. So very last spoiler warning as I just repeat spoiler warning over and over again. Wow. But wow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. With that being said, let's head into the spoilers. This messenger's presence is a great honor, one I choose to share with my daughter. Admiral Versio, Operation Cinder is to begin at once. Resistance, rebellion, defiance. These are concepts that cannot be allowed to persist. You are but one of many tools by which these ideas shall be burned away. Heed my messenger. He shall relay you to your target. Operation Cinder is the last command of our Emperor. First thing off the bat for uh, the spoiler section is if you ever need an alternate title for Shadowfall, it could be Kieran Aiden fucks up everything for everybody. Jesus Christ. I it, My mm. hatred for him has skyrocketed through the ceiling. I mean, it's and good. So I guess, it's good. That what happens to him at the end? then? Yeah, exactly. So here's the first spoiler for Ed. Is, Did he die? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, the happiest part of the book was that Kieran Aiden dies a... Uh, he he dies the most like unheroic, unceremonious death, and I was like, "Oh, he doesn't get a legacy you. then." No, or no, he, he, he just alphabet squadron without his name. He literally dies forgotten on an asteroid. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Chewbacca death, but with yeah. less heroicism. And, oh, yeah, and it's it's gonna end even better because he's gonna get sucked into a black hole. Yeah, and so it's just yeah. like yeah, he literally within, just gone. And within I was like, like yes, two to three days, he's gonna be sucked into a black hole. 
the worst part about that is as he's falling into it, he's gonna watch the galaxy end. Oh no, no. he so he's kind of yeah. stretching with that, right? When you're going oh, through no, a black he, hole. So so he dies before. Yeah, he's uh, dead, uh, dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he's like dead, dead, but his body's gonna get sucked into a black hole. It's, okay. it's, it's a slow, it's painful scary. death. So yeah. And it was funny because like they try to play up because uh, he's there with Erica when uh, mm. when he dies. And so, you know, they've, they've got this little monologue where Erica's just like, oh, you know, it's, it's, he passed and, you know, I don't know how to feel because, you know, I don't really feel that I, I don't really know. You know, he was he was kind of a bastard, but no, know, it was I had bad. good times with him. Yeah. And I was just like, no, he didn't. He gave her this well, opportunity. So, that's like the one thing he did. Kind of, right. Yeah. But then he also but then he, he fucked her over. Yeah. Everything happens to her in this book. Like, yeah. He's the reason why everything happens and why she ends up where she is at the end of the book. Both of them. Yeah, seriously. Because she's in jail, no doubt. Yeah. No. 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 No, It's even. It's even more shocking than that. So before we get too far, Noma, let's start at the beginning and just give us that quick little like plot events. Yeah, very quick synopsis of what happens. So yeah, so Alphabet Squadron basically is and uh, with Meteor and Hale and uh, Vanguard. Vanguard are taking a Akumanopolis called Troyth, which is in the deep core. And so they take Troyth, and once they have it and kind of the system under their control, like I said in the synopsis, they concoct a very interesting plan to lure the 204th into a trap and destroy them. While that happens, Hera has to take Vanguard Squadron out to finish the Squadron's video game plot. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so while that happens, basically Soren Keys and Command of the 204th just they so they fall for the first part of the trap which is going to Troyth, but then they completely ignore the main part of the trap just coincidentally they attack Troyth, they end up taking it back for the empire but they lose all of their assets in the process yeah so they yeah they lose their star destroyer and their quasar so they're yeah. trapped on Troyth, and so it's not it's, it, it's like it's like a cold war almost between yeah like the empire and the new republic yeah, and so it turns into this weird thing because Chaz also gets stranded out in space because she falls off the wagon hard. Yeah, and she falls on the Erica, moon. Yeah, and Erica is basically just trapped with uh, with Karen because fucking Karen Aiden gets captured, and because he was captured for a week, he broadcasts an entire message to the rest of Alphabet Squadron saying Erica's a fucking traitor who caused Necropolis. Yeah to be destroyed which Necronis. isn't true necropolis yeah because the corners to be destroyed over. yeah right mm-hmm. which isn't true she was just part of the operation yeah. but the way it's kieran her fault, yeah yeah the way like, that kieran fucking makes his message it sounds like she was the one behind operation cinder so yeah. the whole squad turns on her so she basically goes off accidentally with Kier with uh kieran aiden and, and crashes on an asteroid yeah. yeah and ito crashes on an asteroid Chaz is drifting in space and ends up getting picked up by this force cult. It's weird, like some weird force cult. And then it's basically, so it's basically, and uh, Kairos gets really badly injured while they're taking Troyth. Which so is a badass just, fucking scene, like oh, probably yeah, one awesome. of the best parts of the book. Yeah, legit. Oh, yeah. She's just, she just fucking goes in and she's yeah. taking no prisoners. Yeah, Kairos' <laughs> last stand was amazing. It's so, so well written. It was satisfying to listen to. Yeah, yeah but so it's basically just... Uh, Nath and Will trying to help lead this guerrilla force across the planet to, while fighting Soren underground, who, mind you. Yeah, yeah, underground. Like they basically turn into rebels again, which I thought was really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Soren's trying to hunt them down, but he also has limited resources. This all kind of cumul- uh, culminates in a bunch of things happening, where uh, Hera comes back with Vanguard and a new ship uh, because the Lodestar, the uh, Acclimator, is, is annihilated in this attack. Um, but it basically turns into this thing where basically on the planet, uh, Hera, Will, Nath, and then Chaz comes back are basically taking Troyth, but they don't take out Shadow Squadron because 
uh, from what I remember. Yeah, uh, Soren manages to find a bulk four freighter, which I only remember from Empire at War, and get off the planet with most of Shadow Squadron. And Erica, ITO, and Karen, well, Karen Aiden, well, it's just Erica and ITO, managed to find what is heavily implied to be a Sith temple on the asteroid, which, uh, interestingly enough, they talk about how the forces who were on Troyth were slated to destroy for their own Operation Cinder. They just never got around to it. Yeah. And uh, Erica basically takes a very unspecified ship's, or, sorry, ship Sith, Sith ship. And basically because in her mind, Karen Aiden has now basically made it so that there is no place for her in the New Republic. Mm-hmm. She ends up following the Bulk 4 freighter and actually rejoins the Empire at the end of the book. Yeah. So she basically she yeah, talks to Soren Keys and he's like, why are you here? And he, she says, yeah, reporting she, for duty. Sur- yeah. Exactly. She surrenders herself to the Empire and then meets with Soren at the end of the book. She's and reverse, Soren, I didn't verse you. <laughs> yeah, basically. And so, and at the same time, uh, in order to get resources to continue the fight, Soren has now allied himself with uh, Ray Sloan. Yes. So he's now Grand part of her growing Empire. Sloan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So is the question for this in vict- victory's price, right? So is she, uh, is she triple agent now? We don't know. She's yeah. In- it's, un- oh, it's unclear if she's... Son- yeah. For her sake, I hope she just goes and stays because listen, I honestly you know think what? she's going to turn back to the New Republic. The thing Probably. is, like you, you wanted to be the Rebels, and mm. then you eventually became the Rebels, and you saw what they're like. But because of everything, you realize, okay, well, I went to where I was not where I wanted, but I know this really well. Yeah, and being away for like a year is not going to change what she mm. went through her entire academy for. She. I could see her slipping into that Imperial tone again, but just with keys, not with anybody else. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. definitely going to be part of Shadow Squadron or Shadow Wing for a while. But I think eventually she will hit the point where she's like, I'm going back. Well, I, I don't think they'll let her at this so? point because, no, think about it. Alphabet Squadron is so unique that like mm. if she's flying at all, she knows them. They shouldn't be in the air if she's defected and gone back to, to fight Shadow Wing because they will lose for sure. She knows yeah. them. And exactly. Have, and it'll be your big heavy hitter MIA or not MIA, mm-hmm. but she's just she's just incapacitated right now. So you can't do anything for Cairo. Because you can imagine if Cairo's heard that when she oh, yeah. all the entire time right in front of her. And that's that's the big thing that I think is gonna be the hardest if she does I think she will probably end up rejoining, but I'm curious how. Because Kairos and Chas are gonna f- just annihilate her. The moment if, they realize she's back with the Empire. I think, what, I think what might happen is, like, they're going to, like, I don't know if they'll know if it's her, but they're. I think what's going to happen is, so, Will Lark has a connection with Blink and Char, mostly Blink. Well, and that's that's the main thing. Will is going to be the one who figures this out, because so, he cannot stop talking to the Empire. Yeah. Even there's, as... He does like, it again? He does it again oh, to no. a bad degree. He, but, oh, he okay, does he doesn't, again, doesn't yeah. succeed. He doesn't succeed, but he tries. Well, he doesn't succeed because of Nath, though. Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason he doesn't succeed. And so now, the other thing, Ed, is that Will is now Will is now the leader of Shadow Squadron. Oh, sorry, I keep, keep talking about it. Yeah, Will is now the leader of Alphabet like, Squadron. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, which he, I, I think prefer. he learned his lesson yeah. there. Like, I finally? Know. I think he did. After the Nath thing? Because he has the slip back, because he's like... I, I need oh I need to talk to I need to talk to he them can't. I need to I, I no he broadcasts and he just says like uh, surrender yourselves so he's still talking to them and he's yeah. not gonna stop and that's what they've been setting up for all these books I feel like is that he's, he's gonna, gonna end up die. talking again and Erica is gonna respond to him from Shadow Squadron side the only and thing be like you need to surrender 
the only thing that I got from like, sorry, the, the thing that I got that maybe mm-hmm. you didn't from after like that whole scenario where like Nath basically sees him doing it and T6 or whatever his name is, his droid is, is yeah. like, you know, Does scrambling the signal. Tongue? No, he, he so, scrambles so, the signal before the message yeah, goes out. Exactly. So Will's about to put out another thing where he's just like, I'm tired of fighting. We need to, peace is the answer. Why don't we all just kumbaya? Yeah. yeah. yeah and and T5, T5 blocks the, the signal and Nath actually comes up to Will with a gun. Yeah, he's and pointed just like, at him. You need to stop. Yeah, good. But yeah. Then, I've been yelling that. D- uh, Will Lark, he's he's now the commander of Alphabet Squadron, and mm, yeah. uh, like there's a point in the book where he says, "I want to communicate with them, but I can't. As commander, I can't." So I think he's. But, that, but then he still does. Point yet. After that, he doesn't. No, he's he says. I, I want to talk to them. I have duties to perform as a commander. I need to focus on my pilots instead of out instead of Shadow Squadron. Yes. Yeah. But then as Shadow Squadron's leaving, yeah. he still contacts them because he's like, I need to talk to them. And the oh, only way that. that they, they kind of <laughs> you missed that really because as they're it, running yeah. away in the ball freighter, he turns on the comms and he's like, Shadow Squadron, you need to stand down. You know, surrender now. And uh, I was gonna say surrender now. Oh yeah, that part. Team well, Rocket. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. tells him to like fuck off. Yeah, but it's still that. Like he still has it, yeah. and he's that's not going away. And yeah. so it's gonna come up again. And that's in fair. That's fair. This yeah. idiot does not realize they've had a briefing about yeah. him. Well, no, I think he <laughs> understands that. He understands that. He just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Which is terrible yeah. because it's like, oh yeah, this guy Will Lark. Yeah, he's been trying to talk. You know, what's his psych profile? Oh, needy bastard. Whatever. The one yeah, thing that I didn't get. Use let's, this. Like, let's actually use it against him. So, oh, we need to talk. Oh, yeah, let's surrender and tell you everything I know. Thanks for bringing us in. You're dead now. That's the one thing that I wasn't mm-hmm. sure about. Like, I think I understand it now, but like, Blink at the time is what he thought. Like, it was super scrambled, so he wasn't sure if it was Blink or not. Tells him, yeah. like, you need to go back to Troyth to uh, help out with the forces with the Star Destroyer. And uh, he's like, oh, shit, do I do it? Do I not go? Like, what's going to happen here? And then everything gets scrambled, so he can't tell anybody. So he yeah. peels off, and then Nath sees him peel off. So they go back to Troyth, which is what leaves Chas alone. Yeah. Right? And that's how Chas kind of falls into the whatever she goes into. But wow. what, like, so early in the book, they, they're like, yeah, Will Lark, he's this guy. I have a plan. Let's use the blink thing against him. And then mm. they do this thing. And I was like, did they use it against him? I think yeah. they did successfully but at the same time no, it yeah, was ultimately no, their undoing no completely successfully because the plan is remember the plan is for the quasar to fly around to the other side of the right, planet right. and unleash shadow squadron right and so they get him to divert from the quasar to try and attack the star destroyer so the plan completely works they get two of the best pilots to just they just weren't expecting and specifically the y-wing right yeah, yeah exactly they weren't expecting quill's amazing freighter maneuver. Oh, yeah ed let's explain this so there's a part mm-hmm. in it where the freighter that so um this this terrible freighter that the shitty freighter takes, that she's like she feels a kinship yeah, with right yeah, yeah that she takes to, to rescue yeah. uh aiden with she yeah. basically does this insane maneuver because her astromech locks her out of her y, of her x-wing once yeah, yeah. they, yeah. they yeah. learn what happened what she did he's like i need to go one ship could make a difference out yeah, there and it does so uh so yeah erica takes the freighter that uh aiden was on yeah he she doesn't know that he's on it when she takes it but she flies it out and literally goes into stealth mode and then tractor beams a meteor flies into the quasar hangar bay pulls a fucking like tokyo drift yeah. 180 at, at, drops the tractor beam as she's coming in pulls a uh like an initial d 180 with the ship yeah. flies back out and the, the asteroid slams and just annihilates the hangar bay shows so shadow so squad can't deploy out of it wow. and also then it also destroys the quasar because 
it turns out that they don't even have enough ceiling foam left on the quasar so it starts venting atmosphere yeah so they can't even stay on the quasar. so she literally it with one maneuver just bricks the entire ship yeah she destroys it it's so good yeah. it's so it's good so good it, and it was just like my god yeah this way you need her in the battle because she can do that much damage with a freighter yeah <laughs> yeah but all the bullshit oh yeah, yeah. she caused the i'm excited thing. to see and, how... and again it's just why i hate aiden because the way that he he Phrases. puts that message in yeah. he phrases it to the rest of the squad is she's responsible for an Acronis. and it's like no but she's that's just how following he is. orders yeah, that's how he is. he's yeah. a piece of shit yeah it's just dan's 100 percent on that like, like he, if he's gonna fuck somebody over he's gonna do it in the worst way possible yeah exactly and then and then he's gonna he's gonna go drink himself into oblivion and be like oh no it's fine i, I i'm still good it's for intelligence it's like no it's yeah. you it's so, you i am oh my god that ship that and she they, finds at the sith temple Mm. sith temple in quotation marks yeah um yeah. what what was it like the 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 mall ship like the darth mall ship because it scimitar? had a stealth cape yeah it had like a stealth capability it wasn't a very long one but she goes into stealth in the middle of the battle when everything's kind of mm. coming down in the freighter like the uh uh Ke not kieranaden um what's his name sword and keys and like the freighter and everybody in shadow wing is yeah, like that's, that's what she follows she it. follows yeah. them out um mm. stealth right so like nobody sees her on the radars or anything like that and i'm like what is this ship? I feel Keys. like it's an... Oh, sorry. Keep going. Yeah, Keys is another one. Keep talking about the ship. I'll come back. Oh, yeah. No, Keys I've also got a couple of problems with but in this book. But yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know if, if the Legends lore still applies to Maul's ship. Because in Legends, Palpatine built that ship specifically for Maul. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it was a full custom job, right? But I don't know. I, I, I kind of assumed that it was an old Republic Sith ship. Okay. It could be like a fury or something like yeah, during, maybe something like that with special like even before the high republic you mean like way before that yeah yeah well yeah okay. i couldn't see it being through high republic because then whatever they had would have to be an asteroid makes sense like yeah. mm. two of you gonna find that asteroid well maybe never mind <laughs> yeah well, let's, right? let's get into um sorry uh, keys yeah sorry keys <laughs> yeah sorry yeah so no i i just hey sorry keep going <laughs> After you tell me, like, okay, yeah, they lost the Star Destroyer and all that, I was like, so you mean to tell me this guy took weeks and months off to go to the salvage yep. place to rebuild, the, to, yep. to salvage the oh, Star yeah. Destroyer yeah. and build a bunch of other ships and then have this other Star Destroyer come in and it's like, oh yeah, and then lose that too when you've just kind of got back into these people's, maybe not good, but definitely back into their graces. Yeah. yeah. And then you pull this and this happens and you're stranded there. Oh, we have the, you just said you just wanted to give them the war to win. Now you're stranded on the planet. You have yeah. no support. Yeah, how are you? How are you not getting shot? Exactly, right and that's there. the thing that yeah, and that's the thing that really kind of shocked me. And with Soren Keys in this book is Erica Quell talks him up so much in the first book yeah. as this amazing guy and this great commander, and he's just an awesome flight leader. And yeah, in this book, he's like, I need to give my people a win. Let's have the most pyrrhic victory I can possibly get, where I lose a star destroyer and a quasar in and like All a my bunch ties, of my basically. ties. Yeah. yeah, in exchange for a bulk freighter. And with a missiles failed, tapped a to it, like tied to it, yeah. yeah literally, like missiles duct taped to it, yeah. in order to get a a failed assassination attempt on Hera Syndulla. Because the whole point this is that they have the system to blow up the Lodestar to kill Hera. She's not she's even not there. On it. Yeah, she's yeah. not even on it. She's on. She's on <laughs> and, the Deliverance, I think. And there were so many points in the book. Yeah, she's she's already gone to help uh, Vanguard at this point. So there's so many points in the book where he's just like, "Huh, we haven't figured out if Hera is alive yeah. or not." But I think I did it. I'm yeah. just like you. 
fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> just it, it just yeah, it makes you mad, especially like what you said after hearing everything. Oh yeah. no, Soren, he's great and he's great, and he goes running to him. And the funniest bit is like when he's having those little moments with Tesso Bruch, and he's just mm. like, just give me your give me your honest opinion about this. He's like, well, look at what you did. Yeah. You really expect anything to go the way you thought it would? No, he's just like, I'm not not yelling at you. I'm not giving you praise either, but you need mm. to look at the situation for what it is. Your advisor, your luckier advisor, you, anybody else would have been in the brig or shot. Mm-hmm. So you're already on thin ice. You mess up once. You you take away from them. The Grabagone guy or whatever his name Grab-a-go. was. <laughs> yeah, right? He's ready to like fly off at anybody. Disciplining guy, he throws him right onto the deck. So yeah. you know there's still that kind of Imperial and mm-hmm. he's still alive. I don't care yeah, if you cool. like Nares or you knew Nares or anything like that. From those standards, especially the way he's a warlord at this point. He's joined up again with Sloan. But for exactly what he's doing, that moment where he's just like, Oh, we need an easy victory, so we'll go up against a big target. Yeah. Okay, Warlord. Instead of actually like, oh, it's not Empire, it's me first. So you put a survivor at the the head of this stuff who's not going to be concerned with the overall thing. He's just going to be attacking. That's Mm. bad. That's bad. They should have joint things going on. When he gets the message from Buddy, who's like, "We're all teaming up with someone. We gotta go now." He's like, mm-hmm. ah, "Going with you? Yeah, I oh. know what's best." And- yeah, but you're not gonna tell anybody else, and you yeah. have this little council. But that's one of the things that should go up to them, so everybody's in agreement at that point. So you know, mm-hmm. later down the line, it's not like, a, "What do you mean they all were there? Why didn't we know?" Well, we told you. Yeah. No, you didn't. Well, we told him. Why didn't you tell it? Are you gonna show and, them now? Yeah, and Some- that's why. There, there's a line that Soren says later on where I was just like, I, I feel like I know what you're trying to say, but it's making me lose even more respect for you because there's a part where they're when they're doing the gorilla war, mm-hmm. where Keys is just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm a better general than Harrison Dula, but I know I'm a better pilot, and I was just <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, okay, that. buddy, well, and I, I was talking to Dan about this a little bit beforehand, but. And this is no slight against Hera, but from everything that I've seen Hera do, I've never seen her run like a fully successful operation. How do you mean? From from Rebels to, to New Republic, it's just like every operation that Hera runs, like granted, there's a lot that she runs with the ghosts that are successful, but I wouldn't call those general material, right? That's, oh, that's you mean like strike leader material. Fleet. Yeah, leading actual okay. fleet. Because okay. the first time she, that I, I can remember at least, that she leads a full fleet, and again, this isn't a knock against Hera, it's who she's going up against. Thrawn annihilates her yeah. right, oh, yeah. when they're attacking Lothal. And again, not necessarily Hera's fault because you're going up against a prepared Thrawn. That you, you yeah, know, there's it's no not going to work well. But then from what we see in um, Squadrons as well, mm-hmm. it's that same kind of thing, right? The operations that she plans, and again, not necessarily her fault just because she's in a not a great spot and you know, Titan Squadron's got a good commander. Mm-hmm. But the operations that she she runs, they don't really succeed, mm. right? They don't really go that well in the overall scheme of things. Something that, I guess, in her, not in her defense, but something that's hampered her, she's always had the, not always, but going through those first initial stages of becoming a strike leader and stuff like that, mm. she's had that deus ex machina of a Jedi or two. Yeah, that, you yeah. know, when things weren't going, somehow things would work out because these guys would show up and then Ahsoka was there. And so you mm-hmm. still have that. And you had a lot of specialized people with, you know, for example, Sabine. And that ghost crew was so specialized. 
mm. that when you when you evolve from that into a fleet where you have you're just general guys who are here for their nine to five who are here for their nine to five right mm. and it's like oh, okay well I need you to do this. Do you need to do this? I don't know you all that well. And I can't take the time to know you all that well. So mm. I'm trusting you can do this. And it's up to your manners. But so many people are so different. And when you have a military that's not not up to like a standard of Imperial, if we say jump, you jump. Mm. It's going to be hard to control any of that, right? So I can see, especially if you're up against a difficult opponent, Mm. not thrown necessarily but somebody that's like really tough it's like okay you know if they're going with everything planned out and they're gonna follow things to the t and you have people like oh maybe i'll make this turn now and then i can be hero Mm. you're gonna lose some things where you really shouldn't have but that's human error in and of itself yeah yeah Yeah. and then one other thing i think is also in Hera's favor is that i feel like every every mission that Hera pulls off it succeeds to what what's important to her which specifically is you know minimal loss of rebel life right because mm. especially in squadrons that's that's i feel the case right considering yeah. what they lose but you know the amount of people they lose in regards to that so i think that's the most important part but yeah kind of circling back around to soren so when he says that line i'm like okay buddy you think Hera's a better general than you but you think that you can outfly her it's just no if there's one thing i know Hera can do it is outfly the shit out of anyone who isn't darth vader basically yeah yeah and so him saying that, I was just like, oh boy, Soren, I died. My respect for you since the TIE Fighter comics and Alphabet Squadron 1 has just plummeted at this point. So Soren <laughs> Keys, uh, a few mm. things about him. Uh, at the end of the book, he says, like, he's talking to Ray Sloan, Grand Admiral Ray Sloan, and mm. he's like, you know, I'm glad you reached out now that we can, you know, you know, come together and work together as the Empire or whatever, right? And he was reluctant to do that for the longest time because I think he has that power struggle as well. Like he wants to have that power, even though he's incompetent in that regard as a general. Mm. Um, And he's like, yeah, I've been humbled. She's like, why did you come to me now? And he's like, I have been humbled by the experience that I've done on (laughs) Troy, basically. It's like, yeah, no shit. Um, A much nicer way of saying I lost a Star Destroyer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so... And specifically, it's also, I lost a Star Destroyer in a plot to just break a planetary shield generator for a couple seconds yeah because that's what it all comes around to right yeah. which i was just like i feel like you should sacrifice the quasar at that point yeah not, not even just, he did sacrifice quasar, just not when he thought he would yeah um, exactly <laughs> he didn't think he was going to the other thing about soren keys is i feel like he, he he had points when he was on the ground talking to the like the imperial forces on the ground and like the the locals that were imperial sympathizers i guess mm. and he was like these people don't know like i can't I can't help them the way that they think I can help them. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there's points of which like, he's like, I can't save every, like all these people. Like, it's just, there's no way like we're not going to get out of this altogether. Right. And I was just like, yeah, that, that makes sense. But at the same time, like he's the guy that wants to, you know, you want to be, he talks to his, his, he's that Tesla Bruch in um, the comic. And he's like, Hey, I want you to be commander of shadow wing. And he's like, well, I don't want to be commander because I'm afraid to lose the lives of my comrades. And he's like, well, that's what you need to have. And I'm like, well, that's not who you are in this <laughs> book. You are losing yeah. comrades left, right and center. And you're just exactly. like, let's throw more at them. You know? Yeah. Soren, Soren Keys's biggest strength is that he is a very compassionate commander. Yeah. Mm. But it's to a debilitating degree. Yeah, yeah. I see it as more of like, you're absolutely right. He's he's that compassionate commander. But at that point, it's like, okay, you're... No, I've just lost it completely. Here. <laughs> so I think a good way to put Soren Keys is this. He's great at flying with a squadron. He's terrible at commanding a fleet. 
It's like if you played X-Wing, the tabletop game, and then you move directly mm -hmm. into Armada, it's completely different, mm -hmm. and you're not going to do well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, I love that comparison, but I'm also very biased. <laughs> it's true, though. It's so true, right? Yeah. And it's like, you're not, like, he, I think he's a great uh, squadron commander, but he's a terrible general and, mm -hmm. like, fleet commander. Just yeah. not very good at it at all. And See, it is you need somebody like that though, because you need mm. somebody who's willing to make those decisions. A lot of people and then see them from that side of compassion and see it from the side of the job. Whereas mm. a lot of other Imperials would be like, well, it's our job, so screw you. And but those are like Cinder, those are Imperial citizens down there. Yeah. Mm. The, the other one, so him. Okay, how can we do this and still save a bunch of people? Right. Mm. That humanizes you a bit more, where it's just like, you know, we well, we got five of them. You know, it's better than just like, oh, no, in light of the whole thing, it's like those five people at least remember yeah. and then at least know that, right? So yeah, that's the kind of commander the, I see him as. Yeah, and, and the one thing that this really kind of drove home for me is that Shadow Wing was a terrifying squadron because of Soren and Nares. Yeah, 100%. Like, them, them tag teaming it was what made Shadow Squadron amazing. And now that they're falling apart, Right, we only have Nares in the first book. Now we only have keys. It's like mm -hmm. you can just see the cracks starting to form. And that's the yeah, one cause... thing that Natenza did that really helped was make mm -hmm. sure that Nares is dead in the first book. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what really like Nares is that commander, the fleet commander. Whereas, and she has that grand vision where I think Soren has, like, this is the mission for this specific like squadron. Well, let's get mm -hmm. that done. And that's where he's think... focused on too much. Instead yeah. of the grand picture, that's why his quasar goes down. That's why it, all this shit happens, right? And his star yeah. destroyer. You had the commander and you had the counselor, and together mm. synergy is amazing. Yeah. When you have the commander, not the counselor, and everything's just falling stuff, and the rest is like, yeah. I get the separatists, the separatists, like Granny, you don't know who this. We were not fighting separatists. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas someone will come in and be like, oh, separatists no, anymore. you know, you know why she calls them that. Because, you know, this, yeah. this, oh, okay. Oh, my God, guys. Well, we see it now. But with her, with her there, nah, it's... That was wow. literally, yeah. like, that's one of the funniest things that we've ever said on this podcast. It's like, Grandma, you can't call them separatists anymore. <laughs> They're not called separatists. We call them rebels now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the... that's a that's an analog to our everyday life here. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I just, I just like how you're like that's one of the funniest things we've ever said but you're the one who said it. yeah no i think it's great i think no, it's, I, I, I think you. it's fantastic um yeah. so okay so there's other things that i want to get on here so we got we went over uh yurika a little bit mm. i want to go over um the rest of the karen aiden yurika ito thing so there's a point in which like yurika and karen are on this like asteroid and like just floating mm. through it's a fucking like desert wasteland basically that's falling apart and being pulled into the black hole and being like yeah. tremors and ripping apart and stuff like that it's crazy and then uh they're trying to find ito because they crash down and they can't find mm. ito for the longest time so they're you know trying to survive and stuff like that they finally find ito he kind of has his dam damage done to him but he's got his memory banks and stuff in there <laughs> kind of <laughs> but then Later on, when they find this like Sith temple, like something starts happening, and ITO after a while it starts to lose his shit. And well, they, yeah. they basically say that as time is progressing, ITO is taking more and more damage. Yes, from like and the, at a certain yeah. point, yeah, and at a certain point, it hits eighty four percent damage. The Sith temple also had something that ITO talks about that I thought was really interesting. Yeah, because it finally explains something I've always been curious about. Yeah, which is that. Uh, granted, I don't know how the hell that you actually do this. Yeah, but apparently you can. Uh, program uh, like door locks on Sith temples 
to em- respond to emotion. Yeah, to a specific type of emotion. If you don't get yeah. that emotion, it won't respond. Yeah, because yeah. what basically happens is the temple starts hitting Erica with all these memories, and her past. ITO yeah. says that while she's out, the temple has been scanning her emotions and like getting closer or farther away from opening. Now, granted, that leads to a thing that I didn't really understand because I was like, okay, so it's going to be the most painful memories or like fear or anger memories that she has. Mm. And then it turns out to be a friendship memory that opens the temple. A connection, and I was just like, yeah. I, mm, that Why, doesn't seem very trying to sippy. break it on the inside? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't, uh, like, it should be rage or fear, right? Like, not friendship yeah. that opens the temple. What kind but, of yeah, friendship the, was it? Uh, it was it was her reminiscing about, it was like an anime moment. It was her reminiscing about Alphabet Squadron. Yeah. And just thinking, like, they all probably hate me now. And then the temple's like, yay! It's not friendship. I, I guess it's, it's like despair. The, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. but it was just, it was weird where it's just like, my friends hate me. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. But yeah. A, it's just like, you have to feel at your lowest for this thing to open. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a point of which Erica has to fight ITO because she realizes, like, yeah, ITO uh, is, <laughs> like, his damage has been so much. He's like, how like how were you transformed from this interrogation droid into this counselor unit, right? And he's like, Suppressors. you wouldn't know who who did it because the name wouldn't mean anything to you. But I was reprogrammed, blah 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 blah. And she's like, do you know who Karen Aiden is? And it says no. And she's like, oh fuck. And yeah, it's like, yeah. and it's like, I am basically <laughs> ITO's like, you are a war criminal that has done so many different things, and this is punishment for you. This is why he keeps on pushing her to open this door and take all these memories yeah, that are yeah. so evil and, and awful. And she's Wait, like, why are so you torturing me? Yeah, I see, sorry? ITO's from there then? No, no, he no, just no, takes no, so much just, damage that he reverts kind of back to like... He torture droid. Yeah, oh, he's torturing her because good. of all the shit that she's yeah, done. Well, yeah, and, and that's the interesting point, because it keeps telling her, like, we need to do this. Like, yeah. as your counselor, we need to do this. And then at a certain point, she just goes like, you don't even know who Caden is, yeah, or you don't Karen. even know who Karen is. Oh God, you're like why? And she says, "Why are you doing this to me?" And yeah, he goes, "You're a war criminal. Yeah. You need to suffer." Yeah. And then yeah, she she like loses. Well, God, everybody loses awesome. at this point because because Aiden loses it at a, at one point from just the toxic shock of everything he's gone through and tries to attack Erica as well. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's then yeah, great. it's a good Erica fights ITO, and the the thing that hurt me the most because ITO's death hurt me a little bit more than Aiden's did, but the reason it hurt me is because Erica has to sacrifice the DT. Uh, is it dt6 no it's uh d6 d d6 yeah, yeah d6 yeah. she has to sacrifice the memory card of the draw of her pro of her it's, droid it's from broken though she says Alphabet it is Squadron. it is a little yeah. bit she's damaged. been holding it she's, it's yeah, like a necklace, necklace yeah right? yeah and, and she, she, shoves she, it in she basically the back of it. yeah she shoves it into ito and then the the, the dual corrupted programming just destroys it basically yeah. oh my god it's so good yeah Ah. Yeah, it, that w- that was definitely the most tragic part, and I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." But, and then I she lost goes him back twice now. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "Fuck," because I was hoping he'd come back, right? And then she goes back, and Aiden dies. And I was like, "Yeah, her droid is better." Her droid or yeah, ITO? Her droid. Yeah, yeah I yeah, loved her, her droid. droid. Like, I still like I like ITO, and yeah, it was, it was interesting. But it's it not a C three PO thing, right? Like, that's the thing that I'm happy about. Like, they didn't pull a C three PO. It's like, oh, it's gone forever. But here's the memory chip. Let's put it in another droid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because at least with ITO, you got to see how an Imperial droid uh, was affected by, like, being in the New Republic and constantly being like, you know, he knows he's an interrogation droid. He can't mm-hmm. go everywhere and everyone's got to look at him all like, oh, crazy. Yeah. So that's that's a really sad death. That's tragic. Yeah. And the funny thing is they try to they try to make uh, Aiden more sympathetic because they go over his backstory of like when he was in the Imperial prison and how he got out. And then then they immediately just destroy it because so the way he explains it at the beginning is that he he was basically in solitary confinement and the only people he knew 
were ITO, because ITO was straight up just the interrogator droid at that point, ITO, Kairos, and another alien who I can't remember. And he basically says, uh, yeah, the reason we got out was because the other alien managed to reprogram ITO into what he is now, and then okay. uh, then he died and we escaped. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. It's kind of generic or whatever. But then when he's dying, he confesses and he says, no, we left him behind. We just... Yeah. It, we just the three of us got out and we left him I'm like wow so you're just and the, th- the funny the thing worst. the funny thing that got me was like he's a financial report he was a financial reporter that reported yeah. on the product um thing on like Kato Nemoidia basically he was talking yeah, about like yeah. the droid production and that's what put him in a prison and he's like still to this day I don't know why I was put in prison for it and I'm just like what if he was talking I about just working don't... yeah he, he yeah. was talking about being on Munilinst or something at one point wasn't he yeah 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 it was so, so was weird. that to do with the droid stuff as well? I think basically what it was going to uncover was like that the Mune funded the Cato Nemoidian droid production during the new Rep- or the the Republic mm-hmm. era and that mm-hmm. it like funded the war. I mean, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure everybody fair. fucking knew that anyway, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want it coming out. That's kind of what I got from it. They um, had a whole starship the, the class was Munilist. Like how could you not? Yeah, 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 yeah they magnificent. <laughs> they 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 funded everything, but um yeah but that's kind of like the ito karen yurka kind of thing going on the yeah. kairos thing i want to talk about kairos's like last stand where she's like they're like oh man we can't get these shields down we can't get into the internals like when they're first taking over troith and mm-hmm. then she's just like you wing coming well, in just going in hot with the fucking cannons people are shooting well, at her the ship goes down and so specifically Kairos talked before that. No? Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah to, to Erica a little bit. Yeah, we need and to get this. Like, there's no yeah, sacrifice. We need, we need to, to get, get this right done. to destroy Shadow Squad. Yeah. And yeah, and so, yeah, so it's basically the Imperials are, are about to regroup. And once they regroup, the New Republic's going to lose a lot of people yeah. trying to take it back because they'll have a good defensive point. And yeah, so Kairos is just like, they can't have a defensive point if they're all dead. Yeah. And yeah, just flies <laughs> in and just annihilates She them. gets down just, and then she's like, gets up and she's all damaged and shit and she just pulls yeah. up a bowcaster and she just starts firing on the Imperials. Well, yeah, well, yeah, one of her best she... lines was, oh, well, you know, there's too many of them to to miss. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not gonna miss. I'm just gonna blind fight. <laughs> and it's, it's just watching that progression because, yeah, she flies in, gets into, like, gets into the building, grabs the gun turret on the U-Wing, starts a- attacking everybody. U-Wing goes down, pulls out the bowcaster, yeah. just keeps going. And it's just, oh, man. And then Yurka comes to save her. Yeah, yeah, the last yeah, thing she nuts. remember was her face. Mm. Yeah. But the thing we get is that Bacta can't heal her. There's only like 100 species or something that it can, or races that it can heal, or 100 mm. or 200 races, and she is not one of them. She can be put in Bacta, and basically it slows the necrosis of her skin and like all this other stuff. Yeah, it stabilizes her basically in, in like a stasis. And uh, they're like, yeah, we need to get some stuff done. I still to this day don't know how she survived any of what mm. she went through because she was on planet she wasn't on the lodestar correct mm. yeah when yeah. it went down so she was on planet at like a refugee camp or some military outpost that was like a medical facility and they didn't have the right doctors at the time is the last time we heard about it to you know get mm. the stuff that were get her healed up and then she just makes it back at the end she's like i'm back Stop. and she's just yeah. like completely bare like she's just like has normal clothes yeah, so- on and she's got Oh, yeah, so you see what she looks like. Yeah, it yes, describes yeah. Her. And because because Nav has a moment where he's like, I don't know who the hell this person I recognize is, but the they voice. seem familiar. Yeah. yeah, and then as soon as she talks, Nav's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kairos? Yeah. And it's just, yes. So that, that was interesting. But yeah, also just jumping back, this is also why I just hate Aiden, because he causes all this stuff. And there's a moment, 
Yeah, I'm gonna jump back to, to this moment yeah, yeah, for a second because yeah. once he reveals the thing to Erica, there is a thing where and I again I don't know if I hate this moment or not because it kind of feels relevant, but basically the entire squad confronts uh Quell and they say, you know, why did you do it? Why did you lie to us and why did you commit to Operation Cinder? And there's like seven different things I can think that Erica could say that would at least alleviate the everyone except for Chaz's, I think, concerns. Where she could just say, look, at this point, I was just so into the Empire. I didn't I didn't know. And I was just, I, I, I just, I don't know. I was in it. And I couldn't get out. And I, someone had to tell me, yeah. look at what you're doing. You need to okay, leave. And I did yeah. it. Yeah. And just being that, like, I'm sorry, but I was just, I was so into it. I couldn't escape. Yeah. Or, you know, just saying, you know, I made a terrible mistake. I'm trying to repent for it. Like, please just give me a chance. But she just doesn't say anything. She just stands there and doesn't say anything. Yeah. And it's a thing where it's like, okay, maybe it could have been the shock. Maybe it could just be, I don't I know. I feel like maybe it was. Right? Or just all, all of this all of this self-hatred that she's had of beating herself up for doing all this Dude. stuff. Where I can kind of understand it, but I hate the fact that she didn't say anything. Because yeah. that's what then leads to this cascade of other fuck-ups. Well, I mean, that, she you know, she also admitted at that point, she's like, I should say something. Say yeah, something. But she, but she yeah. gets... She gets Will syndrome when they're flying together, and mm. he's just like, "Oh, she's opening up. Oh, I should. I what happened? Oh, what happened God. when you're there? And oh no, I took too long. It doesn't. She's yeah. not going to respond. Now. Yeah, the moment it happens over. to her, right? So yeah. it's just like, yeah, no, you weren't going to say anything. You just gave up what you wanted to do when you just mm. went to save Karen Aiden because Nath was just like, you want to kill him? I won't say anything. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest right? thing. Or right, go ahead. Ed. I thought you were done. Yeah, it's like, I want to come now. So come back to do that right there. It's just like, no, nah, after you just, you're exhausted, emotionally exhausted. You can't say anything else mm -hmm. at that point. You're berated mm -hmm. at this point. Forget it. With Eureka, yeah. like in that moment there, I think it's like the self-defeating prophecy type thing where it's like she's been, she's been waiting for this moment to happen because she knew it was going to happen eventually. Yeah, yeah. That like when it finally happened, she's like, here it is. I'm done. They're not going to like me anymore. There's nothing I can say or do. I should say something, but I don't. And then it's just like she just shuts down and she has nothing to say, right? So Yeah, especially because that goes hand in hand because like she just went through all that, saving him, yeah. thinking that, okay, once I've saved you, it's good. And nobody knows. We don't have to do anything to come back to this. He's the yeah. one person, I think, between... Like, I mean, Nath as well. He's kind of shocked by it, but like Nath is understanding. Like he was in the Empire, but I think Will yeah, was well, the and, other and... one was as like... She's a good person, but she's done shit stuff. Like, yeah, we need to have we need to like Justice. have a trial or like do something. Yeah. We need to figure out what's going on here. Well, and Nat, well, Nath was lying the whole time because Nath knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. It wasn't, a huge, it wasn't a huge yeah. surprise to him. Like and he I, understood it. And I love that Nath part because he actually tries to defend her. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. I love the fact that she, that he's playing devil's advocate. And yeah, obviously Chas is going to just lose her friggin' mind when that happens. Yeah. I, he's I, you a know. child. Yeah. And well, plus you know. As she's kind of said from both these books, growing up under the Empire and seeing what they do, it's like, I can understand it. That you'd immediately jump to, you know, the worst. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's a walking Death Star, basically. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I understand this for you and being the alien on the group and having grown up under oppression from the Empire. And because you know, she says in the there. last book, yeah, no, Kairos would have just shot her. Yeah, she would have murdered just... her. <laughs> Like she would have walked off the boarding ramp and died immediately. But yeah, yeah you know, Kairos has that message to come back to, you know? If yeah, and as we see from the end of it, they don't even have time to tell her that Aiden's dead. I don't know how she's going to handle that, right? Because, uh, you know, how loyal she was to him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, and so, you know, 
speaking of those characters as well, Chas goes up, Chas screws up royally, just goes into battle with a B-Wing that barely has fuel. But she didn't know that. Is, yeah, she was just so out of her mind but, at that moment. Her, She's just like, I'm going, let's go. That's her yeah. job to know. She's yeah. a pilot. Yeah, exactly. And, She's and mid-flight as, as and she's like, said, oh shit. She kind of does act like a child this whole time because, oh, I yeah. mean, it's not the only reason why she goes off and she loses her mind, but at least part of it is because she has a crush on Erica at this yeah. point. And they go over that, and so that and betrayal just pushes her way over the edge. Mm-hmm. And so she goes off, gets hammered, loses a bunch of credits, flies a barely... Uh, stable B-Wing back, gets like two hours of sleep, hears this betrayal, immediately has to jump into combat, hungover with a B-Wing that has no fuel, misses her, sh- is so out of it, she misses her ordnance shots on the Quasar. Yeah, completely. And then runs out of fuel and gets pulled into a debris field, and then ends up having to join a cult to try and survive. Yeah, like she, she ends goes up joining out, this... Yeah. She goes out of her ship in space, oh trying my to fix God, it, yeah. and then she... She like something happens, like a spark happens, and she like yeah. lets go, and then she starts floating oh, away from her. She ship. doesn't even like. Oh, she pushes yeah. back to try and get away from the spark, and then and just goes, oh, God, and then she starts. Yeah, she's like now she's flying in space by herself, and she's yeah. like, I'm gonna throw the tool behind me, and then it slows her down, but doesn't do anything. So she closes her eyes yeah. and wakes up in the the solar shield or whatever the thing. Yeah, that people uh, think her up like on. cult ship, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and and Chaz, so there was a, a part with Chaz's story that I really liked, and then a part where it got really weird because she joins the cult, and, and we get more into her backstory. Where it turns out she was for she was her mother made her join a cult when they were her mother on and father. Because yeah. yeah. she was already when she talked about the guy in the bar, she was really pissed off when yeah. you mentioned cult, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And and so we learned that, and we learned it. It was a very kind of standard from what you hear about cults these days, where it's basically like you know it was made scheme. so that people wouldn't think about anything and it was a full scheme and then at one point her 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 mother just stops paying attention to her because she's banging the cult leader yeah of course and that's what helps Chaz escape basically and so she just has this image of the cult and she's like okay i know everything to look out for because i've been through this awfulness and as it starts happening at first it starts happening and it's like okay she's looking for uh connections right mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, obviously, they're not going to let me talk to people on the outside because they're a cult. And okay, what's the angle? What's the grift? What's all this stuff? But then there's this weird thing where she meets the cult leader. And because the cult leader isn't trying to get rich or bang the other cultists, she's like, huh, maybe it's not so bad after all. But in that same meeting, they prove that it is still that cult leadership and they're keeping all the good food and, and stuff for themselves and they're hoarding weapons and they've got all these starfighters that they're just holding on to. Yeah. And it's like, so all of her, all of her, uh, you know, all of her fears, yeah, all of her fears and suspicions are proven true. But then because the cult leader is not trying to make money or bang people. It's okay. She's like, oh, maybe they're not that bad. And just, I was like, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. The, the one thing I got from it was like, it seemed like they had good intentions, but mm. it was you know, like, they're still holding on. Because they, they were saying the cult leader, um, Lettage? Uh, yeah, Lettage. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, she was talking about it. She's like, yeah, like, we have arms. We have, you know, these starfighters and stuff like that because, you know, we still defend ourselves. We can't not defend ourselves, right? And she's talking... Mm-hmm. The one thing that I really liked what she said was, you know, there's the two powers in the uni- in the galaxy right now. The Empire and the Republic. The two, you know, political parties, the two, whatever you want to call it, they don't know how to stop war. That's all they know, really. And... Like, we just want to have our own life away from that, and we don't want to be any part of that, and we don't want any part of a war, so we're going to do our own thing. And if they come to us, we have a means of defending ourselves. I'm like, okay, I get that. I get that, but it's still not to the point of, like, things aren't going well here. 
but then that gets slightly undercut with her lesson in quotes where she's yeah. she says like oh new republic empire they're both the same oppressor i'm like mm, yeah. are they though no, they're not, not really who's yeah. given her any kind of crap with the with the new republic navy that she's a part of no right oh no, no. so it's not chaz that says that it's oh, uh, the cult leader it's Lettage, yeah, the cult, yeah the cult leader, yeah Lettage is like oh they're both oppressors and i'm like yes but one of them radically hates aliens and the other one doesn't so the one thing that you know, I one, really... of them, one of them's not gonna put aliens into work camps enjoyed about the the cult part with Chaz is that she one calls herself Maya Halleck which is a, sh- uh, a throwback to Jin or so mm. um which she calls herself uh, Liana Halleck I think in the in Rogue One mm. as like an alias basically so they always refer to her as Maya Halleck which took me a minute to figure out because I was kind of listening kind of not listening so I'm like oh man oh it is Chaz okay but she meets this other person from Shadow Wing who gets picked up and this person from Shadow Wing has like broken legs or something so she has these like um crutches yeah and yeah. so they basically work together to get the hell out of this cult and by the end like the entire time they're in this cult they're like i'm gonna kill you or you're gonna kill me and one of us is getting out of here it's not gonna mm. be both of us and at the end Chaz kills the the shadow wing pilot um, no she doesn't i thought what? she did <laughs> no she shot her didn't she no she, she tries him. to oh. no she tries to but then she has the moment of weakness for some reason because the pilot takes out grover or griver and then gets into her ship and flies away. Because that's the thing where Chaz is shooting at it rapidly. Oh, I thought okay, like, that Trying wrong. to stop it from, yeah. I thought she was shooting at the person, like, multiple times. Never mind. No, 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 she's shooting at the ship. She's like, God damn it, I tried to kill Like, yeah, yeah. I had my chance and I used it to try and, yeah. like, help Groiver for so some then, reason. Yeah, that, that Shadow Wing then, pilot gets away, and so does Yeah, because well, yeah, that's yeah, the thing, because the Shadow, the Shadow Squadron pilot says, like, they have my ship. Yeah. So we should go there and get it. And then when they get to the hangar, it turns out they got Chaz's B wing as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why. They I, both okay, I thought she shot her. That's why I was. I was like, oh no, yeah, there no, you no. go. Well, there no, you go. Just Chaz just <laughs> screaming, being like, it's, it's the point break where she's just firing yeah. at the sky, being like, going God red, damn and it. she's like, God damn it! Ah. Yeah. And I was like, God, Chaz, why do you care about the cult? I don't understand. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. So yeah, outside of that, and and the plants and stuff like that, there's there's a couple little Easter eggs that I was really uh, happy that Freed put in there. Um, the first, which we, I think we get it first is, uh, Quell talks about her first campaign was on Cathar. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, you kind of screwed up Cathar. That's eh, fine. I guess they're, they're still being repressed from the old Republic days. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, enough. yeah, exactly. Right. And so we Those get that again. People, Cal- right. Yeah, 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 they're the full the old like, Republic. They, they look people. like the Thundercats. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Lieutenant Jorgen. Yes. Lieutenant Jorgen yeah, from yeah, Swordsword. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love so it's their plan. So we, so we get a little reference to that. Uh, the second thing that I was really happy with was uh, when Will puts together his ragtag fleet of airspeeders. They're V wings, uh, or at least some oh, of them are V wings. I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, and I was super happy when I when I read that because like, oh, sick. Okay, Alexander Freed has played uh, the Rogue Squadron games because in Rogue Squadron N sixty four, that's where those V wing airspeeders first show up when you're fighting the World Engines, and they are like legit combat speeders. So I was like, oh, cool. This is why they can take on ties. Because, you know, these are legitimate combat speeders. And I was like, that's really cool. I don't think all of them are V-Wings from what I remember, but at least some of them are. We're not talking Republic V-Wings. We're talking... No, no. uh, So it's old Legends V-Wings. So they actually look like... uh, I can make the symbol, but, you know, you can look them up online. Yeah, it looks like Uh, like this, and there's like a piece in the middle. Isn't that... No, no, no. That's that's the uh, the, the T-Wing, I think. The V wing, the V wing airspeeder, legitimately kind kind of looks like a weird, like a oh, very yeah, curved yeah, yeah. V. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. what I. Oh, yeah, V wing fighter, the final days of the Republic. It yeah, looks like yeah. if you combined, if you combined what I'm thinking about with like a uh, snow speeder, 
Yeah, yeah. So if you look up exactly, yeah, and then that's the whole kind of thing. So yeah, if you look up V Wing Airspeeder, you'll find it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just I love those I ships. That, ship. that was a beautiful yeah. ship. Oh, the so Nimbus class is the one you're thinking of if you're thinking. Yeah, the one the with the one thing one in the middle. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I love. That yeah, it's pretty cool. froze now. No, it's fair. <laughs> that's all good. Um, and then the last thing that I caught that I don't think Ed got there, and uh, I was talking with Dan yesterday, and he didn't catch this, but there's a point when they're doing the guerrilla warfare where uh, they're talking with the ground forces, Will and uh, Nath, and they mention one of the people that they're talking with is a sergeant uh, or captain named Twitch, and I was like. Twitch. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. isn't that yeah. from Twilight? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, it is. Oh, it is. Because yeah. they're talking about Twitch, and I was like, ah, oh, Twitch. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And I he was, he looking... was the weird one. Yeah, but oh, yeah, I yeah. He got she, blown she's, up. she's the one with a couple of screws loose. Like yeah. she's the one who's always laughing and and uh, going nuts about things. Forgot about and that. I didn't... Yeah, and so they're mentioning Twitch, and I was like, where does this name come from? And then they mention at one point they're swapping war stories, and Twitch is like, yeah, I mean, the Lodestar is really cool. But on Celeste, you've never seen a capital ship go down like we have. And I was like, oh, oh my yeah, God, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the Nebulon goes down and slams yeah. into the planet and with that. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Twitch from Twilight Company. Yeah, because he so... also wrote Battlefront Twilight Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I looked back to double check and I was like, oh, sick. Twitch is part of that. And she survives till the end as well, which I thought was really awesome. Yeah, because they introduced Twitch. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, it's a person named Twitch, right? And then it mm. was like, basically... Nath and uh, Will were like, "Where the hell is this voice coming from?" And they look over, and there's like a sh- like a bundle of sheets just covered a bo- like covering yeah. a body, and it's like this person huddled up with sheets on, and that's Twitch. Mm. But yeah, I didn't catch that. Good, good catch. Yeah, and and there's little callbacks too because there's a point where they're they're storming the compound, and the, the first commander, his entire plan is just get just go in and kill, just get in, kill everybody, just do it. Yeah. And then uh, Twitch's plan is is. A lot slower where she's going quarter by quarter and getting her squads to secure everything but it's more like, it's, oh yeah it's, it's like yeah and it, it's it's the same thing that micah kind of had right where yeah. it's just like we need to make sure everybody's safe so let's do this and we're gonna do this properly and we're gonna get everything done and i was yeah. like awesome so you can kind of see those uh those lessons being passed down even though uh i don't remember what happens to micah yeah i don't think they've ever said what happens to them after uh, twilight company but it's just like oh that's, that's so a cool. good callback i'm gonna see that coming through yeah that's pretty good. Is there anything we haven't talked about? Like Nath Tenzin, we really haven't talked about. He's the guy. So like in the battle, he follows Will and then Will tells him, hey, the 204 is here. And like mm-hmm. 204th. And he's like, okay, well, I need to somehow let the Lodestar know that they are here. So he flies by real close under the shields of the, um, the Lodestar and mm-hmm. quells on the bridge trying to help out. And um, as, as he flies by, he shoots like, one one uh shot and then he stops and then he shoots twice and then yeah. on a y-wing if you remember there's two turrets on the front of the y-wing so it shoots yeah two, so it's firing two nothing, and then four and then four yeah. and then quell's like there's something here so she keeps on rewatching it and she's like 204 shit the 204th is here and mm. it was like that's what really helped made her like go down to the freight or the freighter and like go take it and go do stuff yeah go and, cripple the quasar yeah so like there was some good points with nath and like his relationship with will has increased exponentially with him trusting mm-hmm. him as commander not only that but coaching him and mentoring him and then calling him on his shit and like he's like this is the only time i have ever had your back legit like legitimately is when mm-hmm. you try to reach out to shadow wing you need to stop like and i was like that is true and will's like yeah you're right like you i do need to stop and then he, yeah you're right he just, <laughs> yeah, and then he immediately goes, goes yeah. back yeah nath is definitely i like nath He's my favorite in this book. A little bit more than Will because he's yeah. really gro- he's really growing into a great second in command. Yeah, right? a, men- a good mentor, but mm. like a second, like a 
what do you call it? First mate on like a pirate yeah, ship. Yeah. You know? Think about that, right? This is the guy who was never gonna be that. He always thought like I'm in it for myself once I'm yeah, I'm out, everything, and mm-hmm. he's turning into this big member of the squad now, mm-hmm. right? Like you're saying, if he's gonna be first mate, second in command, whatever it would be, it's just like somebody who's so interested in not being there and just taking what they can and leaving. Mm-hmm. You don't put roots down like that at that point. You're yeah. supposed to be fluid and flexible and gone. Yeah. But and yeah, and and, and that does some great stuff in this book. Like there, there's a point where they get attacked by like a, the the rebels get attacked by a lo- imperial loyalist uh, guerrilla team. Mm-hmm. And he basically just goes, I can't hurt them from here. So he just runs to his Y-Wing and goes, okay, that's the building they're in. Bye-bye. And just yeah. just, just annihilates the building with Y-Wing cannons. Yeah. And they even, they even talk about the fact where he's just like, yeah, so the Y-Wing's cannons are so powerful that they can dent cliffs. Yeah. So this building's just going down. He, yeah, he just levels the building. Yeah, and there's a little passage at the end where I was, again, just laughing at Soren because when Keyes is trying to make it off planet with his group, he watches a, a, a TIE fighter go down and he realizes that a Y-Wing shot it down. He's like, are you kidding me? A Y-Wing shot down a TIE fighter? And I was like, yeah, it's Nav. Yeah. The other thing that got <laughs> me was so I, th- I really liked about the Y-Wing is because he's like waiting behind like a building or something. I can't remember exactly mm. what he's waiting behind, but he he turned off his like thrusters, but his mm. repulsors were still there. So he's kind of just sitting. Hovering. Yeah, in, in, mm. in like one spot waiting stealth. And then... I can't remember exactly what happens, but basically, like, he's waiting for something to happen. I think the freighter goes by or, like, some TIE fighters. And then he's like, let's go, bitch. And he just, like, takes <laughs> off. He's like, doo, 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 doo. I'm like, yes, Nath, you crazy <laughs> son of a bitch. I love this guy. Yeah, but, Nath yeah. is really good. He always talks Nath, to Nath his and, droid, too, which is great. Yeah, Nath and T5. I was going to say, Nath and T5 are great because T5 is getting more and more personality as this goes on. Oh, yeah. He's like, so, T5, do you think you can do this? And he's like, rrr, rrr. and he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't think so. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Just sass from the drill. Oh, yeah. he's, oh, yeah. he's a yeah. proper exactly. He's he's there. turning into a less homemade. He's based T five is just psychotic. Like, yeah, n- n- a T a chopper. Yeah, a cantankerous old droid who doesn't want to kill everyone on yeah. like chopper. Yeah, where chopper's running around on one wheel with like two <laughs> guns flying around. Yeah, yeah. La- laughing as he drops stormtroopers off of cliffs. Just like... um, I think uh, I think that's everything that I can think of. We, I mean, Harris and Dula, we can talk about. We haven't really talked too much about one... her um you since you were mentioning sith uh places and everything on the asteroid don't forget that one entity we still have that's not being explained who's just hovering there oh god i'm treating yeah. to the little oh robot. dude you have you gotten to the point where it's getting to like full warhammer 40k status yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. why won't you talk yeah. to yeah. me let me oh, yeah. get on you <laughs> blood sacrifice that, the messenger oh, that man creepy. that thing is but, i i'm getting to the point where like i'm getting the chills when it talks about it because it pops open the emperor's theme and everyone's just like that thing's fucking creepy and if it's not creepy to them they're like you are our savior yeah. it's like yeah. oh my god <laughs> Exactly right. It's just like you know what, because the rank and file have gotten so much of this propaganda. Yeah, you yeah. see this thing, and it's just like, yes, my god, emperor. Yeah, oh, yeah. Why well, would you built, speak they, to me? They built a shrine to it, and I was yeah. just like, oh god. Yep. All right. And then when Keys is like, I don't even want to go down that hall. Oh, don't pull yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and he's, yeah, and he's yeah, fucking yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's, it's there. I know it's there. So yeah. what? Go ahead, Ned. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, because from that, because I was I was listening, and this is one of the parts where it was sped up, and I had to slow it down because like I don't think I heard that yeah. right. Okay, so he's going that, and then he sees the private. Yeah, it's a Kendende. What's he doing? Yeah, oh, he's doing, and he's like in it's like treating it. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, because yeah. he heard that when it came to Nares, yeah. it required a blood sample from it. It's so off, now everybody's yeah. like, maybe my blood will make yeah. it please. And it's like, oh god, <laughs> get rid of this thing. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. This thing with this droid, this messenger droid, is that when the Star Destroyer goes down, it's on there, 
Mm. But it's the only Wait. thing that fucking survives, and the fucking yeah. militia force on the planet finds it, brings it to him, and he's like, son of a bitch, and it's like yeah. missing half its arm. And he's yeah. like, it's, it's can this thing not fucking die? And then it's so ominous. And then not only that, yeah. but when they get on the freighter and they're leaving, uh-huh. he's like on the freighter and he's like, they're just about to jump to hyperspace or something, and he looks around and there's a fucking messenger right there. And he's like, yeah. I didn't tell them to bring it on yeah. board, but they did. It's still there, half destroyed, and they're like, "Damn it! Out of all the people I had to leave behind, we saved the messenger droid." Yeah, and then not <laughs> and only that, but at the, at the yeah. end, he like punches it. He just goes up to it, just fucking wails on it with one punch, basically yeah. like cripples his fist, and blood is all over its sh- like shielded face. And it's just like well, yeah, he, at he that point, a smear of blood on it, but it's also broken because it's just standing there going, "Operation Cinder yeah. must commence." Operation yeah. Cinder, and he's like, "God damn it!" Yeah. And he throws a punch. Yeah. He's <laughs> so fucking done with this messenger, and I'm just like, oh, "Yes." Man. So the that only okay, the only thing that I can think of why they've kept it here for so long is because I believe the only thing it's going to do is maybe when it sees Ray Sloan or whatever the hell that's going to happen is it has to tell them to go to the unknown regions at one point because they have to go there to start the first order essentially right mm-hmm. um i don't think they're going to tell them to go to exegol because that's a completely separate thing from the first order from what i know because the first order didn't know about as far as i know the the sith fleet right yeah, yeah. um so for that i think that they're going to tell like it's going to tell uh ray sloan like we need to get the hell out of here and we're going to go to this location and we're going to build up and we're going to start from I think it depends on the timeline because I don't know if Jakku's happened yet. But yeah, it I feel like as because Ray Sloan is in that, isn't she? Yeah, but it depends how big her fleet is. Basically, in the next book, from what we see, right? Yeah, that's if true. her fleet's if her fleet's crippled as post Jakku. If it's... I can look that up quick, you guys continue talking. I'm gonna look up when it takes okay. place. But yeah, no, it's just it's fu- like I don't know. I think it's funny that this messenger droid that was such a weird thing to put into Battlefront Two. It's just it's it's back and it's just it's like a cockroach. It just won't die. I honestly, I honestly think they don't know what to do with it. But the, because it was acknowledged in Battlefront Two, they can't get rid of it now. Yeah. I think Freed is kind of telling us that by constantly putting it and being like, "Yeah, give, give here's me something weird, to do with yeah. this thing. Here's this where is it thing. eventually gonna go? Somebody yeah. put the ending so I can put the rest. Please, <laughs> where is it gonna go? Yeah." All right, well, it's still there because I can't kill it off because I don't know if it's important. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what, like, with Dan Zimmer, like, or and you, it's like, it's got to tell them to go somewhere. It's got to yeah. tell them one more thing. The fact that it's shorted out, and I can't, I can't believe that the em- emperor would be so short sighted to just make one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> be like, okay, yeah, it's like if this one doesn't tell you where to go, I guess you're screwed. Oh no, there's you- there's many messages because we saw the first one in uh, Battlefront Two. Story. Yeah, because he went. That one went to um, Versio. Yes. Oh yeah, that went to that bridge. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But do you remember what yeah, book Battle Jakku was in? Is it Aftermath? I have no idea. I can't remember. <laughs> I I never read it. Uh, I think it's Aftermath, but I I don't know. I I don't really have an interest in that until we get to it. <laughs> I think we did Aftermath book one. Did we not? Just book one. Yeah. 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 I'm just looking it up here because I'm just like I need to <laughs> like, know this. I, I feel like it's pre Jakku because he says at one point, like, she's ba- Ray Sloan's basically the new emperor. Yeah, she's Grand Admiral right now. Yeah. 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 But no, he says, like, she's basically the the yeah, emperor in terms yeah. of, like, power and, and resources. So I feel like yeah, because of that, pre Jakku. Within a year, this is pre Jakku. Is it? This is like a year before Jakku. Okay. okay. Because we know that this is taking place with squad. So Victory's Price might be Jakku. Because oh, that'd be um, interesting. 
with squadrons taking place and everything happening there, Imperial fleets getting slowly slow this attrition right now mm-hmm. and so with Sloan and everybody they have to have that point which is like we lose any more ships and we just don't have any fight them because mm-hmm. we don't have enough so we have to do something big and the starhawk is either done or being done or whatever it is they have to do something now mm-hmm. and this is the end of the civil war so it'll yeah this be takes place five Jakku... sorry battle of Jakku is five years after the battle of yavin okay yeah so so three years after episode six. Yeah, which makes sense because this is pre that. But I, I can't remember how... Wait, the Galactic Civil War is four years, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's like... Yeah. So that first that means it would be a year after... Yeah, one year after episode six, sorry. So My this would be off. like at the very end then. Yeah, that makes sense. This takes place... Yeah, I wouldn't... You're. I think you're right. Price, uh, Victory's Price probably is going to be ending with the Battle of Jakku or something, which I'm down for. I'm fucking down for that. Yeah. Just to get some knowledge on, like, you know, how did they get to that point where they realized we have to attack Jakku? And mm. why Jakku over everything? Because it's not like it's strategically, where it's a big desert planet. Yeah, yeah. it's why the Empire Station. It's knockoff Tatooine. That's why the Empire Station out there, so they don't, you know, pull. They're not like, oh, we're all here, guys. Because I think... They've been hounding them to that point by the looks of everything that's happening, though. Yeah, as mm. far as I remember with the Battle of Jakku, what happens is they have a... The Empire has a huge meeting with all the fleets at mm. the battle, like, at Jakku. Because it's this un, unimportant, like, strategic place. Like, it doesn't make sense yeah. at all. So they all meet there, and then the... I think it's Nora's group. I think Nora flies in, sees it, and gets the hell out of there and tells everybody. And then the whole New Republic comes in, and they're just... Mm. That's where the big battle happens. So they okay. force their hand at that point, basically. They think you gotta yeah. if you run, we'll find you. You fight here or you that's it. Yeah. Yeah, fight or die. I believe okay. that's what happens. Now we'll have to get to okay. it once we've read all of all of this and obviously the other books. But yeah, man, that messenger is creepy <laughs> as hell. Creepy as hell. Um it's uh it's pretty weird. Too, so it's that kind of like overhenching kind of thing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I think we're good. Yeah, same here. So, now that we've wrapped that up, let's get into our rankings for it. Uh, So, Dan, why don't you start us off? My rating on this one is slightly higher than what I gave the last one. Um, Alabet Squadron, I gave a 7. This one I actually enjoyed more. I didn't find it a big uh, log to get through the entire book. Um, There was some good character development with Will, my favorite character. Um... There was some really cool stuff with Kairos, my second favorite character. Uh, there's some there's mm-hmm. some good stuff like we we covered. I mean, it's a good transition to know like what is going to happen in the next book. There's some loose ends, some cliffhangers. We now have a huge imperial presence with Ray Sloan. Um, mm-hmm. First introduced in a new dawn with Kanan Jarrus as like a <laughs> lieutenant or something. Yeah, so she's yeah. come a long way, and that was our first Temple Archives book actually. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, what you said? They make a mention of that, like uh, Keys talks about her past and everything. I mean, like you know, she had no connections, yeah, nobody to bring up. She wasn't all mm. that ambitious, wasn't all that great. But look where she is now. You yeah, respect her. She, yeah exactly. She's fought her way up. Speaking speaking of that uh, kind of build up, I did actually the the other Imperial I really liked, and I was kind of sad that she didn't make it off the planet. Was the gov- the acting governor? Oh of, yeah, 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 because. She comes across really well, you know. It she seems like someone who's really out of her depth, but she's trying her best. And like at the Kuba. end, 
Yeah, exactly. Actually, you know what? That's probably why I liked her because it's that or same kind of character, Tua, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, minister, minister, minister Tua, Tua. That's what I. Mean. Yeah, uh, and then at the end, she reveals that she knew the entire time that they were trying to get the bulk freighter to just get off planet, and she goes like, "Yeah, our planet doesn't really matter to the Empire. Just, just leave. Just yeah. go out there and do so, do something to get revenge." And I was like, "Ah, because he's like, come with us, like just you know." And she goes, "No, I, I, I'm acting governor. I have to stay." And I was like, "God damn it! I understand it, but yeah, <laughs> it just." It annoys me. And that's that's basically, where, I guess, where my rating comes in, because I give this, I'm giving this a seven as opposed to the eight from Alphabet One. Or the opposite. Because, well, it, and it's because there's so many things in this book that just I I, I don't agree with or I don't like the decisions that happen. And I, I hate so many of the things that happen. Mm. But the reason it still has a seven is because I can understand where all those choices are coming from. And that's something that Freed yeah. is doing that I don't see very often, where I see characters doing choices that I hate and I get angry because I'm like, if you knew like if you knew the full story, you wouldn't be making these choices. I'm like, yeah, but that's realistic. They, they don't, don't know. know. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows this full picture. And, you know, of course Aiden's gonna be a, a bastard because he's basically the equivalent of every scummy I, uh, ISB agent that we've ever seen in the Empire. Or it's oh I'm doing this for the good of the empire. Tag. No, you're doing this for yourself. Yeah, I was gonna say I like I like uh, Aiden as much as you like Tag. Yeah, that's how much that's how much I like Aiden. I can't wait for the the ah oh, never mind never mind. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why I give it a seven because God I hate so many of the things that happen in this book, but I understand why they're all happening and I I can't really blame most of them outside of you know the the one decision I hate that I I war with the most is Erica not telling them anything. But again, I can understand it. Because of you know everything that this this uh, character's gone through, so yeah, I'm I'm curious what happens in uh, Victory's Price because the the stakes have changed a lot, and uh, yeah, who yeah. knows? And what would you give it that what you've heard of and like what you know so far? Would you give so it a my, better rating or a worse rating than you gave last time? See, for Alphabet Squadron, initially I gave six. This one I know is going to be higher, okay. and that's just from the first part alone. So it's not going to be lower than a. Mm, it's not gonna be lower than a six. Okay, I will say that. Um, it's the hearing it in those first initial reactions to everything you've said has been great, which kind of skews it up. But I feel like mm -hmm. when listening to it and hearing how they get to those decisions, like you were saying, Noah, mm -hmm. and then the resolutions that come after that, I could see it either being like, ah, that was wooly. I I know why you're trying to make it, but there's a better reason. Mm -hmm. I might drop it and keep it at the 6.5, if anything. I'm hoping for a 7. Okay. But once we do Victory's Price, I'll give this ranking and that ranking at the same time. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, I think this nice. was uh, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Definitely curious to see uh, where Victory's Price goes. But speaking of that, I think we have basically wrapped up our discussion from here. So let's head into the outro. to the outro and the end of this episode if you've stuck around this long thank you very much we definitely appreciate it and uh yeah next week we are going to be well next episode sorry we are going to be going to the end of this trilogy so it's going to be alphabet squadron book three victory's price so think, if you have i hmm? think nath tenson is on the front of this one yeah i, I think, think so. so yeah you can see that roguish look so yeah it's gotta be him which hopefully means that we're focusing on Nath for the next book, because he's really definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. 
But if you guys have any questions or comments or critiques or really anything to tell us about this episode, we'd love to hear from you. Ed, do you mind telling the lovely listeners how they can contact us? Absolutely. We have multiple ways. So it's for your convenience. If you prefer the email way, you can find us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, anything you'd like to see more of or something you want to you think would help. That's appreciated. If you're more of a fan of social media communication, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, handle at voiceforcepod. I will have plenty of things to retweet. Uh, we're always releasing stuff. Uh, if you have anything to say, you can contact us there as well. Uh, finally, listen, rate, review, and follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Leave a five-star review, you'll get a slice of cake, and it's going to be great. Please follow <laughs> us for free. <laughs> I'm not going to provide the cake, so Ed, if you want to pocket that, or if you want to spend that money, man, you, you do you. Mm, the cake is a lie. I was going to say, we're yeah, gonna say the cake is a lie. <laughs> Oh man! Come to the dark side. We have cake. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you if you have any comments and concerns, you don't feel like reaching anywhere on the email or on social media that's there, why well, don't just drop by the website? And from there, you can leave a review or something on one of the merchandise things we're selling, and then you can leave a <laughs> scathing comment there. Please do. I want to know what they think Hacks. of the the Orabesh writing T-shirt because I love it. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ed. And from all of us here at the Voice of the Force podcast, thank you once again for listening, and may the Force be with you. And then give me one second real quick, because I need to bump. Yep. Hey, at you! Ew! So oh, you froze. Yeah, you did. You froze. <laughs> <laughs> Your video froze, and you're like... <laughs> it was fucking great. I wish I would have screenshot that. Oh my god! Oh my god. You guys don't have your uh, your cameras automatically put you in compromising positions. Oh my god! <laughs>